second pick. Some were saying, oh, well, that's the consolation after Zion. He's a dead draft. Exactly. championships not one championships not two lebron tell us about that not two not three not four not five not six not seven okay. hey. no that doesn't bother me either um you know i understand this is a huge stage and um you know when you you want to perform well you know now for nobody else besides your teammates. You know, and that's ultimately what it's about for me. If I can play well for my teammates, help my teammates win basketball games, then, uh, you know, I can, I'm always satisfied with that. You know, it hurts me and I get on myself when I'm not able to play well and help my teammates win. Does it bother you that so many people are happy to see you fail? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, um, all the people that was rooting on me to fail, um, just, you know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had um, before they woke up today. You know, they got the same personal problems that they had today. You know, and I'm going to continue to live the way I want to live and continue to do the things that I want to do uh, with me and my family and be happy with that. So, um, you know, they can get a few days or a few months or whatever the case may be on uh, being happy about um, not only myself, um, but the Miami Heat not accomplishing their goal, but... You know, they got to get back to the real world at some point. Standing in the back right. Not Atlanta. Russell Westbrook, not Atlanta. THC is not Atlanta. <laughs> Anthony Davis is not Atlanta. <laughs> you motherfuckers thought I was gonna be silent. You niggas thought I was gonna show some type of humility. Austin Reeves is not Atlanta. LeBron James not Atlanta. Russell Westbrook not Atlanta. Anthony Davis not Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, this is King Don't Uncensored, man. The fakers collapse, baby. Hey, yo, man, the fakers just collapse like the stock market. You thought I was going to be quiet? You thought I was going to show humility and sympathy for LeBron James? 
Tell that motherfucker stop talking shit. But you talking shit. <laughs> Let's get on. We gonna start off with that shit, man. That's gonna be the leadoff story. Man, the Pelicans? My Pelicans? My boys? You lost to them? Man, you was better off losing to the Pistons. I know, I know. They got CJ and Brandon, but that's all they had, though. They didn't They didn't particularly play a great game. Brandon Ingram only had 19 points, but here's the problem. Seven, six niggas in double figures. Uh, uh, six niggas in a possible in double figures. You had McCollum with 22. I mean, they were all efficient from the field as a team, which was crazy to me, but whatever, right? Um... You got Brandon Ingram had 19, Herb Jones had 11, Jackson Hayes had 11, Jonas had 19 and 10, Devontae had 12. But here we go again. LeBron James stat padding once again. Niggas be like, oh, LeBron was trying to get the team back in the game. Down 30? He was trying to get the team back in the game, huh? When he was putting up... Because I don't think LeBron James had more than 20 in the first three quarters, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not... I don't think I'm wrong here. LeBron ended up with 32 points, but a lot of those points were stat padded when they were already down 20 and out of the game. Russell Westbrook had 16 points, but a lot of people are getting on Russ for having... Seven turnovers to one assist. And they're clowning him. And then Russell Westbrook, you know, puts his foot in his mouth for the 80th fucking time and tells the great fans of Los Angeles, if you don't like what's going on here, then get out. Damn, Russ. This is your hometown team. This is a team that you decided to play for. That's your hometown and you telling them niggas to get out because your team is piss poor? The Los Angeles Clippers are better than y'all? This was hot in the streets, Russ? Really, bro? Wow. I'm appalled. And I'm not even a Lakers fan anymore. I mean, it's embarrassing. If you ask me. Now, even the likes of me not being the biggest LeBron fan on the planet. You know, it's, it's motherfuckers on YouTube that I follow that used to have LeBron in their top five and they top ten. And... <laughs> I mean, Carmelo did good yesterday. That was the only bright spot for the Lakers, though. Everybody else... THC... That, I don't know why they delegated this nigga to a three-point shooter. He can't shoot threes. He can hit one a game, but nigga, multiple? This man's getting multiple opportunities to hit threes? Austin Reeves can shoot the three, but he better creating his own shot than shooting it. Austin Reeves puts forth a major effort. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like about him. But other than that, 
Los Angeles Lakers are shit dead in the water. I'm going to tell it to you like this. I've been on the train that LeBron is not top five. Never will be top five. He's top ten. I'll give you that. Had a great career, but this year is a black stain on his career. Just like losing in the 2011 finals. Just like getting swept in two NBA finals stains his legacy. This season was a complete disaster. Matter of fact, outside of that Mickey Mouse bubble wrap championship, what has he done of significance for the Los Angeles Lakers? I recall that first year, they went 37 and 45. Everybody wants to say, he got hurt, he got hurt. He did return after he got hurt to play 19 games, and guess what their record was? 5 and 14. If they would have went 14 and 5, they would have made the playoffs. Then 2020, you grab Anthony Davis, he has an MVP caliber season and a defensive player of the year caliber season, a season where he's actually fucking healthy and worthy of being on a goddamn court. And that's when they actually win the title. Then after that, 2021 LeBron and Anthony Davis suffer significant injuries or whatever they return they both come back they both on the court and they lose in the first round of the playoffs now this year these motherfuckers might equal that 37 and 45 record they're on pace because first of all they're, they have the toughest remaining schedule. We can look at the schedule now, and I can tell you whether they're going to win or whether they're going to lose. Let's look up that Faker schedule. You got Dallas tomorrow. L. Clippers, they going to sweep them. 4-0. L. Warriors. Even this condensed version of the Warriors team without Draymond. L. Spurs. They have a chance, but I think they're going to find a way to lose this game too. L. Rockets. They're going to win this game. And then, you know, the critics are going to be like, oh my God, LeBron is back and blah, 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 blah. Wizards. L. Suns, L. Raptors, L. Timberwolves, L. Raptors, L. Sir, painkiller, cigarettes, weed. Wizards, W. I'll give them a dub. Cavaliers, L. Sixers, L. Pelicans, L. Mavericks, L. Jazz, L. Pelicans, I'll give them a win against them. Nuggets, L. Suns, L. Warriors, L. Thunder, L. Nuggets, L. I believe that the Lakers are not going to the playoffs. I have been consistent with saying that. People think that, oh no, they'll they'll let them play. They'll let them play in the play-in at the rate that they're going. As I said, you re- you you heard me read that schedule. You heard me loud and clear. That schedule's a monster. This season is a failure. 
I picked this team to win 51 games. I had them third in the West. I thought this experiment was going to work out well. I ain't going to lie. But I had them losing in the second round of the playoffs because of Westbrook. I don't think anybody predicted that the Lakers would be ninth at this point of the season. Now, your three-year-old son can predict Anthony Davis is going to get hurt. Like, I was watching Ticket TV yesterday. I was dying laughing. They had this nigga AD in a wheelchair all bandaged up. Them niggas said, bandage the unibrow, bro. That shit had me dying fucking laughing, bro. That shit is hilarious. I love it, man. I'm loving every moment of this because this was one of the times that I'm cool with being wrong. And honestly, I'm glad it failed. You want to know why? And I'm glad that the Lakers reprimanded LeBron James for getting away with building collages of super teams, colliding superstars, and then... Once, you know, LeBron gets tired of those players, he goes to another team and and tears that shit apart. No, the Lakers was like, no, I'm not firing Rob Palenka. That's my nigga. No, I'm not firing Frank Vogel. You the one that wanted Russ, so you're going to have to live with these consequences. LeBron James went into this season thinking, oh man, if I get Russell Westbrook a championship, you know, they'll look at me as better than KD and and, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving and I have leverage on those guys. When the fact of the matter is, Kevin Durant's a better skilled basketball player than LeBron James. And another thing, LeBron's IQ is overrated. This season is a proven fact that his IQ is overrated because some of the decision-making that he makes is confusing and some of the turnovers that he makes is not... I used to think he had a top 10 IQ, but now I'm questioning it. It's not better than than Magic's. It's not better than Bird's IQ. It's not better than fucking... Chris Paul's IQ. It's not better than Magic. I, I think I said Magic already. Right. Hell, I think Gary Payton's IQ is better than fucking LeBron James. It's not better. It's not higher than Stockton's IQ. Not better than Jordan's IQ. Not better than Will Chamberlain's IQ, which I feel like is slept on. So, this season. It's proof of what I've been saying about this dude. LeBron James is overrated. Always has been, always will be. He's overrated by his fans. He's overrated by the sports media. And he's overrated by mankind. It's good, but it's not good enough. The man, okay, he may be better than Bird. And that's even up for debate now because I've never seen Bird play this horrible you know what I'm saying he's not magic he's not Wilt he's not Jordan he's not Kobe he's not Duncan he's not Bill Russell he's not none of those great players that I just named he's not Kareem 
and all the and Isaiah Thomas. Oh man, I ain't forgot about you, nigga. You are letting your jealousy of Michael Jordan cloud your basketball IQ and judgment. I was gonna say your IQ was higher than LeBron's, but I take that back. LeBron's IQ is higher than yours, nigga. I understand that. If you, I understand saying that he's statistically the GOAT, but even then, you know, have you heard of Wilt Chamberlain? Have you seen Wilt Chamberlain's stats? That's statistically the GOAT. LeBron gonna have to settle for number two in that conversation when we just talk about stats. But at the same time, Will only play, what, 13 years? 13, 14 years? LeBron played 19, 20 years, and he still doesn't lead all-time in scoring, which he should have been led, in my personal opinion. He should have been broken all the records and the statistics. But overall, the Lakers definitely need to trade. I, I told y'all at the deadline what Rob Palenka should have did. He should have traded AD, LeBron, and Russ and got significant pieces back. But I'm pretty sure they'll address that in the offseason. I know Rob Palenka's sick of the bullshit. I know Frank Vogel, who is a good coach. And then the narrative that LeBron never had a good coach dead that shit dead it Mike Brown was a good coach he wasn't a great coach but he was a good coach he got them niggas to the goddamn finals LeBron didn't do that shit by himself in, in 2007 I give a fuck what I give a fuck he carried them offensively not defensively they played great team defense they were number one. They were the number uh, number two defense that year. The number one playoff defense another year. Eric Spolstra, great coach, won two championships with Eric Spolstra. Spolster is one of the most respected coaches in the league. He's arguably the best coach in the league. Then you had um, Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue got a lion's share of the blame a lot. And it never was his fault. Everybody called Tyron Lue a bad coach. But everywhere he's went, he's been successful. And Cleveland dirty asses fired him after six games. Then he goes over um, to the Los Angeles Clippers as an assistant coach, gets the opportunity, and now these guys are winning games, going on deep playoff runs. He almost took that team to the finals without Kawhi Leonard. Tyron Lue is a great coach. So I don't want to hear that shit no more. Dead that argument. Now let's move on off the Lakers, man. Because I'm tired of talking about these losing ass niggas. Let's talk about winners. Let's 
talk about people who win games. Like the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, the Sixers did with the Knicks what they were supposed to do to the Knicks. Easy money. That shit wasn't even right what they did. 125 to 109. There's no point in looking at the stats. But I'll take a look and see what happened. Because I already know what happened. Yeah, because I've, 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 been, I've been wanting to look at that Sixers depth chart now. Since they traded a lot of niggas. Gorgas Niang, I don't know. Danny Green, we know he's inconsistent. Ferknon Korkmaz is okay. Paul Millsap's alright. Shake Milton, man. I ain't seen him in a long time. What happened to him? And why ain't they playing Jaden Springer and Isaiah Joe? Those are decent players. I don't understand that. But what do I know? This is Doc Rivers. He's an inconsistent coach as is. So, I mean, Philly did to the Knicks what they were supposed to, beat they ass. That's the one thing I can say about the Philadelphia 76ers. They win games they're supposed to win in the regular season. Now, the playoffs is going to show how good this team potential is. Steph Curry and the fucking Warriors blew a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. Golden State, one of them teams that always fall asleep during the game. And Jordan Poole was terrible. Uh, I understand that Klay Thompson was absent, and I do understand that they're missing Draymond Green, and then Klay is an X-Factor. But outside of Wiggins and Steph, nobody else stepped up to stop the run of the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie was on fire. And Dinwiddie has proven to be maybe the guy that can help Luka until Tim Hardaway comes back. I understand that this is only one game. I get it. I get it. I get it. But this was a hell of a game and a great performance by Dallas. As Luka got his usual 30, that man scores 30 points in his sleep, y'all. You got to respect it. You got to respect the job that Jason Kidd has done. Jason Kidd is another underrated coach. He's the one that got Giannis on as like, he molded Giannis into the superstar that he is today. It wasn't Bootenholzer. It was Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd made a man out of Giannis Antipo Negro. And without him developing that work ethic, he is not the player that he is today. He's just not.
shout out to Dallas, man. They are they are improving. Now, are they a championship contender? Probably not. It also depends on opponent. Now, I would love to see a Dallas Mavericks and a Denver Nuggets series because I think they would evenly match up because both of them have an unstoppable force that they can't stop, and it would be like up to the role players. Phoenix and Utah squared off as the Utah Jazz got the best of the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul. It was very close. I, I watched that game in its entirety. I couldn't wait to go home and watch that game. Devin Booker and company did make it exciting. But however, it just was too late for them to get off, man. It was just too late. Donovan Mitchell put on a, a hell of a performance yesterday. Donovan Mitchell's underrated. I think he's top 15 in the league right now. Still. Hell of a player. I mean, DeAndre Ayton had a hell of a game. He scored 23 points. Played to his potential. Rudy Gobert had a good game. I, Jordan Clarkson was shooting the lights out. People forget about Utah. They are they are the highest scoring team in the league. That's what at least that's what they were saying yesterday. Utah's the number one offense in the world. A healthy Donovan Mitchell can take this Jazz team far. But Memphis is a hurdle that they got to once again overcome. Because Memphis has gotten a respect up. John Morant's having an MVP caliber season. And I think Donovan being lost in the shuffle, I think that he should use that to an advantage. Nobody really thinking about these motherfuckers like that. And Utah got one of the most complete teams in the league. I mean, if you look at it from my perspective, I mean, Bogdanovich, Conley, Royce O'Neal. Conley will be healthy. Last year, Conley didn't even play. Which begs the question, if Conley was healthy, do they beat the Clippers uh, last year? And if Donovan Mitchell was 100% last year, you got to remind you got to you got to remind these niggas that Donovan even on a fucked up foot and ankle was still busting 20, 25, 30 point games. A lot of people forget that. My Pistons went to overtime versus the Charlotte Hornets who was on a downward spiral. Charlotte did the same thing last year. They started off hot, and now they're running out of air. Charlotte be letting teams that they supposed to dominate beat them. Charlotte has a really good team. And I don't understand. Like, Miles Bridges had 29. It was six niggas of double figures. Rozier had 33. Lamelo uh, La had 17. Oubre had 15. Martin had 13. 
I don't understand why they lost. I mean, I just think that the Pistons just creep, creeped in and snuck that victory out because uh, Kelly Olenek hit the game winner. Look at my boys. Look at my, look at my, look at my kids, man. Pistons, 19 points, five rebounds. Cade, 19 points, five rebounds, six assists. Sadiq Bey had 28. Jeremy Grant had 26. Kelly Olenek had 20. Like, that's huge. Like, if the Pistons can can finish and close out games, they could be in the play-in game next year. Book it. But right now, we in the stage right now, we got to tank. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, this is King Known Uncensored. <laughs> the fakers collapse, and I'm out of here.